Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is the tank top god, Joshua Gangsta Time Cold. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, everybody listening? What's hey. good, Chris? What yeah. up, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Also joining us is the... Uh, he's back. I keep, I, I'm used to calling you the disembodied voice of our producer, but he, we got a face to the voice now. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, pussies? Oh I my, mean, oh nerds. my god. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, coming in hard. That's a little aggressive. That's a little aggressive. Jeez. That's a little yeah, aggressive. That's a little... I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Brian, this is this is a family show, okay? We don't need you uh, shooting off at the mouth here. This is a I'm fucking sorry. family show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Right. I meant to say what's up nerds, okay? Mm. What's up nerds? Okay. Well, you better watch that tone going forward. It's like I bro. take it back. Pussies! No! <laughs> uh, well, we're all here. Uh, it is Manga Monday. Uh, we have only three series to talk about, but we're going to do some questions. We're going to do two questions today from uh, from longtime listener, not first-time emailer, uh, my sketchy Mike. But uh, before we get into all that, let's get into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and at NY Chillin' with an EN, not an ING at the end. And that's on Twitter. Ooh, yeah. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. You can follow the show. You've been into Valorant. Yeah, he's been into Valorant. He's been into that. He's very on really crazy rank up. I've been on the craziest Valorant slump lately, though. Slump? That, that, it's been it's been a real big problem. Ever since I changed my chair, yeah, I haven't been the same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why don't you play Smash Bros. and grind grind some combos out and some movement with Link or something? Yeah. I suck at fighting games. I'm just accepting that. I mean, you don't know that. Maybe you your new chair will make you stronger at Smash Brothers. Oh, I doubt it. Hmm. It's the armrests. It's like the 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 arms on the chair are the worst part because it's like so narrow and you can't really adjust them. Well, at this point, <laughs> if you guys want to watch Brian be terrible at Valorant because of his chair, uh, you could check out twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, you could follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter especially because we'll do a really good chapter of the week poll. We have uh, another winner this week. The votes are coming back. Very cool. Uh, if you guys want to participate in the poll, uh, I put them up uh, an hour or two after they drop on Viz's official website. We do the official release recaps on here. So, you know, that's how we do things. Uh, check us out on there. Give a cast your vote and we'll reveal it on uh, the show. Uh, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, anything you guys want us to uh, improve about the show. Uh, let us know through there. Uh, or you can comment under the videos that you're watching, whether it's the full version of the podcast or the little highlight breakouts that we make for you guys every week. Uh, and while you're at it, give us a subscribe. Subscribe, like, share, do all the things that folks need to do. I, I need to say it more often i guess on the pod uh, for the video versions but i i forget but uh do it 
if you're listening to the full version. If you uh, prefer audio podcasts, uh, we're on pretty much every audio podcast platform there is. Check us out on any of those. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're likely on there. So check us out. Uh, And I think that's it. Uh, Without further ado, let's get into the show proper. One Piece. One Piece. One Piece. (laughs) This is One Piece chapter 1051, Shogun of Wano, Kozuki Momonosuke. Um, Cover page update. The... uh, the Vinsmoke family is just blown up uh, at Whole Cake Island, it seems, and is now escaping emotionless, emotionlessly. So, very cool. I guess they made it out. Good for them. Um, meanwhile, we cut into the chapter proper. Uh, last we left off, Kaido's been uh, Kaido's defeat has been announced across all of Onigashima and now all of Wano uh, and the Akazaya Nine are now emerging from the smoke. Uh, and uh, turns out, everybody's okay. Uh, Keenan Mon's okay. Uh, everyone's okay. Is Kiku okay? I didn't even peep if he's okay or she's okay. Um, oh, man. For whatever reason, the reader has been uh, has shorted out on me. But anyway, they're all coming through the smoke. Uh, it's very cool. And... Um, Oh man, why is it? Why is these last first few pages weird? Anyway, cut to back to um, Onigashima. Uh, Yamato introduces himself to the crew as uh, someone who is actually going to be joining their uh, their their crew. Uh, so, <laughs> like, all right, Yamato, fucking relax, okay? Yeah, please. Yeah, uh, Nami and well, himself, or you, or you end up part of the big crew. The B-Leaguers. The B-Leaguers. Yeah, the, the fleet. Uh, B-Listers, yeah, the fleet. Yeah. Uh, M- Nami and Usopp are are shocked. Frankie's like, huh? Our crew On our crew? Uh, what are you talking about? Who are you? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> oh, Kiku did survive. The page finally loaded. It was very weird. Um, yeah, Kiku made it. Anyway. So Sanji and Brooke are hype. They're like, yeah, another girl on the team. Um, and Jinbei's like, it's not. As, it's nice of you to invite yourself, but uh, it's the captain that decides that. Oh, I love that Jinbei checked the niggas. Yo. He's really the second hand. <laughs> like, Zoro's the second hand man, but only because he's the strongest. Jinbei the, is the next acting captain. Well, I used to think Robin would be the like next, like she would be the second in command, but definitely Jinbei. Yeah. I mean, Say that again, Josh. He was his own captain. Yeah. Um, besides, Zoro is out of commission at the moment. He's currently, I guess, fighting for his life. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after they check on Luffy, he's being tended to by Chopper uh, as well as Zoro. Uh, Zoro is also being tended to. Um, the uh, the little henchmen from Kaido's crew all run away. Uh, and uh, Jinbei's like, I mean... It seems like they've given up, so what's the harm? Let them go. Yeah, so we can we can chill. Yeah. Um so yeah, they run away. Uh and uh, Otama is basically talking about uh the uh the remaining um what are the gifters? They're the gifters. Uh they're just also shouting to stay there. 
um, you know, don't move, all that stuff. And uh, Otama and Usopp's like, hey, what's what happens with those guys? Because Otama made them eat uh, her little cheek dumplings that make them kind of mind controlled. Um, and she talks about how, you know, sometimes uh, these guys tend to uh, revert to who they are. And sometimes they remain uh, my buddies and they stick with me. Um, Horselina seems to have survived the the uh, the battle, and uh, she's like, "I hope you stay with me too, Horselina." Like, like not as a servant, but as a mommy. And uh, Horselina's like, "Oh, so cute." <laughs> uh, very cute little moment. Um, so they turn back to the uh, to the action on Wano. Uh, all of the Akazaya Nine are knelt down. Uh, in this cool panel uh, where we see what looks to be Momonosuke uh, emerging from the smoke, covered by uh, the smoke. It's very cool. And everybody's just reacting to who this is. Uh, he's talking about how like he's glad that it's been 20 years since Odin died. I'm glad you guys have survived all these long and difficult years. Um, and uh, at that moment, um, we see uh, Otama kind of like getting this little flashback about um, her parents dying in the factory, in the weapons factory that Kaido uh, has basically uh, enslaved the people of Wano in. Um, and, uh, oh man, another one. Damn, this uh, reader's weird. I'm going to download this real fast. But, uh, uh, damn, I'm sorry, guys. This shit just like... <laughs> To load up. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened with this. Uh, the reader's been acting up for a moment there. Okay. I mean, they're basically retelling the story that we that we should kind of remember of Otama yeah, we, that, you know? Yeah, but... Uh, it's, it's more, yeah, more mm -hmm. specifically... Okay, I got it. Uh, it's back to normal. I downloaded the chapter because it was bugging out. Um, okay, so, you know, she's... Uh, it, it's cuts to her being a child selling hats and, you know being basically an orphan on the streets of Wano, uh, where she gets to find, she finds a uh, Tengu. Um, and, uh, she's telling me, uh, she's telling him the, he's telling her basically like, you're an orphan. Just bear with it only for a few more years until the day that, uh, a powerful samurai called the Kozuki return and vanquish the ogres for good. And uh, we cut to the present, and that day has finally fucking come. And she starts breaking down into tears in Nami's arms. Um, and she remembers what Luffy said about um, making sure by the time that they leave Wano that it'll be a place where they can eat as much as they want every single day. Um, and uh, Momonosuke's speech continues over the, the loudspeaker, uh, even uh, telling them about how they... Uh, they started the alliance with uh, the pirates and the ninja uh, and the minks to to raid uh, Onigashima. That's something that didn't happen in in uh, Alabasta. They had to kind of keep like the Straw Hats' involvement in that a secret uh, for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, and we see Luffy actually like kind of smiling, unconscious. I don't know if he could hear it really, but he's he's smiling because you know he won the battle regardless of whether he hears it or not. And uh, Momonosuke puts up his sword. He says, Kaido, Orochi, the Animal Kingdom pirates, every eagle that plagues our fair land has been vanquished. Um, <laughs> you kid wasn't part of the alliance initially. So he's like, the what alliance? I just paped that panel. Uh, so he's not really familiar with it. 
I mean, they made their own alliance earlier, so it can't be tight. Yeah. I guess he just wasn't, like, privy to the whole alliance altogether, all but, um, yeah, um, so at that point, Momonosuke actually runs out of things to say, uh, because, you know, public speaking is not his forte, but, uh, Kinemon encourages him to just keep going and bluff his heart out, make shit up, um, and, um, that's when Momonosuke talks about how his father gave him the name, a uh, name that means invincible. Under my rule, this parched land, will, uh, parched and ruined land, will turn to a paradise on earth. Lend me your strength, and let us work towards uh, this end together. I've traveled twenty years to save you all. From now on, and we get a full two-page spread of uh, Momonosuke's adult form, uh, and he says, "I, Kozuki Momonosuke, will lead the land of Wano." Tears all around. Uh, everybody starts breaking down. And he starts, uh, Momonosuke thinks to himself that he's going to follow in his father's footsteps. Um, and the entire country of Wano cheers. Um, you know, and we get like this, uh, cool, like narration, you know, poetic narration thing, uh, as the chapter closes out with the narration concluding, this is the birth of the man who would be known around the world as the great shogun of Wano, Kozuki Momonosuke. And that's where the chapter ends. So, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? Okay, I'm just going to go to the very first thing that was on my mind after finishing reading this chapter. Uh, uh, <laughs> Momonosuke should have joined the crew instead of Yamato. Mm, that's a hot take. Why? He doesn't have to be a strong fighter or anything like that. I just figured the point is that, and I get that they're doing that with Yamato, right? Because she then, you know, she calls herself Odin and wants to travel the world like he did. But Momonosuke should have did that, man. He's still so young, and I and I thought this would have been like a more rewarded feeling to see him in his older form and to say like, "All right, I'm gonna go out and travel." You know what I'm saying? They don't got a dragon in the crew. That's important. That's that's helpful. That's 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 unique. Yeah. Nobody lies. And then what's Yamato? She's just a strong person with a with a pair with, with a. Uh, she's got a mystical. A, with, she's got with, a mystical zone. She has an ancient zone as well. Zone? Come on, we already got a zone on the crew. She has an ancient zone. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> or a mythical zone. She's similar to Yamato in that way. But go on. No, I mean, that's about it. I just... I guess... I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in love with Yamato as a, car, as, as a crew member. And, and I, felt, I, don't, I felt that way about all... every like, Even the crew members I don't like that much. All of them, I thought it was really cool, you know, when, when they joined the, the crew. And I just don't have that same feeling with Yamato. Mm. And I thought it would have been real proper with... Uh, had it been Momonosuke. I mean, he was with them this whole time. But you know what I'm saying? Since Punk Hazard. Mm-hmm. Like, since in the Punk Hazard. He's been with them, like, do so much shit and learned so much. So I, I just, I don't know. Like, he's a, he's, a, he's a young leader. You know what I'm saying? He's someone that wants to, he needs to go learn the world more and go through some more shit before he's ready to lead a whole country. I'm not saying he can't do it now. I just, 
it would that narrative would have been so nice. That's what I would have liked to see. Mm. With all of that said, I mean, it was a nice little wrap up to the chapter. I mean, kind of brought us back with uh the little girl Toma. Oh, yeah, Tama? Otama. Otama, yeah. You know, kind of letting us know, like, yeah, guys, this country was really fucked up, and they just like changed everything. So, uh, you know, that these people's lives are going to change. They cured the heartland of Wano, therefore also cleansing the spirituality of all Japanese people in the real world. And so it was just done well. What can I say? Yeah. Oh no, I like that there was no um, cliffhanger at the end of this. Yeah. You know what that means. Post Wano. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that's sick. Uh, were those all your thoughts? Pretty much. Um, Brian, you have any any thoughts that stick out from this chapter? Um, I kind of agree. Like, I did kind of want Mononosuke to be the one to to set sail with the Straw Hats, and honestly, I still think that could possibly happen. Um, just because, like. I said this a long, long, long ass time ago, but I still feel like um, Mononosuke and ya- Yamoto. What I forget. How do you say it? Yamoto. Yamato. Yamato. Uh, I feel like they both embody two different parts of Odin. Like they both embody the parts of Odin that like could have been. You know, like I feel like you know how there was the version of Odin that wanted to go out to sea and and didn't want to lead his his nation and then there's the part of him that regrets leaving Mm -hmm. so i feel like there's they both could play both sides of that same thing where Mm -hmm. you know yamato wants to go out to sea but her place is really in wano or uh mononosuke wants to lead wano but his place is still going out to sea and learning about the world so i feel like they could go they could do that kind of thing like a switcheroo um and this could be kind of like a like a subversion of expectations um so you never know what oda oda likes to surprise sometimes or catch people off guard um because again we haven't seen what luffy wants to what luffy has chosen yet when it comes to yamato joining the crew I feel like um, Oda doesn't usually write that stuff in without there being something that has to be s- taken care of. So we'll we'll see in the uh, in the weeks to come uh, what the verdict is on it. Mm. But for now, you know, I think I think Yamato is fine joining the crew if it does happen. They need they really did need another powerhouse on the crew. And Yamato is going to bring that shit for sure. Yeah. I have a, just a quick rebuttal. Yeah. That I know you get into some thoughts, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking further, like, you know, Yamato, like, what's good with all these Animal Kingdom pirates? I'm not saying Kaido is dead and gone forever, but they still are. They still in the land. They still in the area. I think Yamato should should have been the person to take over that group and then, like, forced them to protect Wano or something like that. You know what I mean? Protect the seas and also be part of, you know, down with uh, Luffy's 
like because they're not Wano, they could be just you know they'll be indoctrinated in Luke in Luffy's crew. His uh, what do they call it? The uh, his fleet, the Straw Hat Grand Fleet. Yeah, yeah right. Like I feel like that would have fit a little bit more proper. And then it's like, come on, he Momonosuke has the voice of all things, so it would have been him and Luffy. And you know, Luffy's kind of a a goofball. So in situations where he would have been hearing things, it would have been nice for there to be another person to give a different perspective. Because I don't think Usopp is going to develop that uh, that type, that level of of, of um of hockey mm-hmm. But um, yeah, those are just my last thoughts on that situation. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all that stuff. Um. I think I do think Momonosuke is going to end up staying at Wano. Um. I don't think uh, it because I don't know who else is going to lead Wano. I don't know. I don't think they will accept Yamato, and I don't think like Hiori will be a shogun necessarily. You don't think Toki could do it? Who? Lady Toki? Well, you know, um, uh, his daughter. Yeah, no, I don't know if I don't know if they'll like accept Hiori. It could be like a custom thing, but I don't know. Um, dope. I technically like it would have to be a samurai because. Shogunate are tech are like traditionally, I guess, samurais, but I could be wrong about that. This is just from what I understand about like the Kozuki clan in general. Um, could be Kinemon. <laughs> no way, they're not gonna let Kinemon. Kinemon, why not? Kinemon was kind of like known as like the village idiot for the longest time before you. No, was- but what, think about the growth. Sorry to talk over your thoughts. No, I, I just don't, I just don't see it. I mean, it's very possible that Momonosuke could go with them, but I don't. I don't see it because he needs he does need to stay. I don't know who else is supposed to be there. You know, like these people are like the people of Wano are just going to have like just some like sub ruler, you know, like in the, it, when Momonosuke just fucks off to go like in random adventures. He's I think he needs to be there to build it up again and make it his own kind of because uh, like Kaido left that shit in ruins. You know what I mean? And they were waiting for him specifically. So I don't really see him leaving. And I think like I'd be okay with him staying because he would have, a, he, there's nothing stopping him from having a role later on. I think there's a, there's a lot of indication that Momonosuke is going to return if he does remain in Wano. That doesn't mean he has to be a pirate. I don't think they'd uh, love it. <laughs> like, I feel like it'd be different if he were a pirate than if Odin was a pirate. Cause I don't think Odin, qualified himself as such you know he was more of an adventurer than a pirate you know what i mean and luffy's definitely like doing pirate shit out there you know um but i don't know i feel like this whole time luffy's been also teaching him leadership and all that stuff and kind of grooming him to be uh, an effective leader you know we had these little moments where momonosuke would just like flash to what luffy taught him you know so i feel like that's what it's been building up for. It's like he's going to take Luffy's uh, example and be kind of like a leader like him uh, and maybe open the borders of Wano. I think he's not going to do it right now because Wano's kind of in ruins right now and it's not in any position to be like exposed to the world this way. Uh, right. So, yeah, I think a lot of things has to be done. I don't know if Momonosuke could just up and leave Wano after everything that's happened and what all the people are expecting. Uh, at the same time, I also don't know if Yamato will end up really joining. I feel like uh, we would know. Like, we would know for sure it by now. Uh, 
And uh, I feel the same way you guys feel where I like Yamato, but like he's not a crew member yet. You know, all the other crew members have had some time on their hands before becoming like a part of the core Thousand Sunny crew, you know, like. So I think the best case scenario is something that you mentioned, Josh. I think like Yamato might take hold of the Animal Kingdom pirates that are remaining and kind of be part of the grand fleet. Uh, and and be but you know still get what he wants in exploring the world he just won't do it with luffy necessarily he'll just have a crew of his own and sail and see the world that way in the same way that you know all the others yeah, did i did yeah so that's that's what i i, I could be wrong about all this shit but uh i don't know i feel like all this build-up was for momonosuke to kind of like take over at wano and it'd be weird if he didn't in a way is like we did all these things to free you guys. Bye now, <laughs> you know. Peace. I'm gonna go figure out the world a little bit. Then I'm, I'm gonna be back and I'm gonna go out and really find myself. Yeah, <laughs> hold, uh, hold it down for me, Kinemon. Yeah, yeah. And I think like I don't think he'd be able to leave without taking the Akazaya Nine with him. So that's like nine other characters that you'd have to. Like I think theoretically in character, I don't think any of them would just like let him leave without them. So maybe Momonosuke, in theory, could also be part of the fleet in that way. He can be... Him and the Akazaya 9 could just like be part of the fleet as well. So The whole, the whole country is down for him. We should tell him that's Straw Hat Nation. Yeah, that's Straw Hat... Yeah, that is Straw Hat Nation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, as for the chapter itself, what else happened? Um, Otama's story was appropriately sad. Um, made, appropriately. <laughs> made me sad. <laughs> I was like, oh... Otama, and it, you know she was the first character that we actually met on Wano, um, so it's good to finally have her have her closure. Um, yeah, this is a this is a good chapter, you know. It's just like a epilogue, a bookend, you know, to the to the Wano. And now I imagine we're going to be getting into uh, the post Wano material slash obligatory post arc uh, celebration party thing. Um, where they're actually gonna probably like finally uh, officially induct Jinbei into the crew while by having the sake cups, um, that was interrupted a while back. They didn't do it. They said that they would wait until they freed Wano so they could do it all together. And you know what? I think by uh, <laughs> by by doing the the sake cups with Wano, the entire nation of that's the entire nation of Wano being like, we're on we're on the Straw Hat Grand Fleet. <laughs> this entire country. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that would be way cooler if like he ends up inducting pretty much everybody in Wano into the Grand Fleet for uh, to a degree. Um, I think that'd be sick. But uh, that I just cool. wonder. I wonder what's next because there's still the Marines outside, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot so, about that. You're right. <laughs> so I wonder if um them not opening. Uh, Mononosuke's decision to not open Wano's borders is a temporary thing until he meets with the Navy or if it's a long-term thing for a specific reason. Yeah, he said yet. You know, he said he's not going to open the borders yet. And uh, I think part of that is just like, well, I got to get my shit together here first. You know, I have to get Wano's shit together collectively before I Also, does that mean Zunesha is the key to opening up Wano's borders? No, I mean... The opening of Wano's borders is just basically a decision, you know, like uh, I will invite the Navy or the world government onto my land so we can negotiate like my involvement in it or whatever, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, it's not like a physical thing that needs to be done. It's like Momonosuke has to decide and then, you know, there will be steps implemented to do so. So Nesha will probably stick around Wano, probably just to keep it safe and smack marine ships out of the way until the fucking, until it's time. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that's, that's all that entails, I think. I don't think there's like a specific, like, magical element to it. I think it's literally like Momonosuke is not ready to open it and it's it's a bureaucratic thing. You know, more than anything. I just wanted a one piece info dump already. Yeah. I mean, I think they'd have to leave Wano in order to get that info dump because there's no outside world news coming into Wano and there hasn't been in forever. So uh we'll see. <laughs> it might be a while before we get our uh, coveted post arc info dump. But um, those were my thoughts. This was a pretty cool chapter. Uh, this was the audience uh, voted really good chapter of the week, by the way. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. And if you like that, if you want to uh, vote in the poll, you can follow us at New Jump City on Twitter. And um, we put up the poll a couple hours after the chapter is out on the official release. So check us out there. Um, but yeah, this was the audience voted. Uh, I think it won 51% of the vote. But uh, everything got a little vote this week, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but those are my thoughts. Uh, do you guys have any rebuttals? Any final thoughts? All right. With that being said, let's move onward. My Hero Academia. Bob Ryan Academia. <laughs> this is My Hero Academia Chapter 355 Extras. Um, last we left off, uh, Endeavor got hit pretty bad uh, by uh, an all-for-one attack, uh, and Hawks was about to get it, too, but um, he got saved by the uh, unlikely duo of Jiro and Tokoyami, who are who have come in and uh, flying to the rescue. Pretty cool team-up moment. Uh, we pretty much pick up where we last left off. Endeavor lands on the ground pretty hard. And if you yeah. there's this one panel of his face where he's just like ah, oh, ah, just suffering in multiple ways. This is both physical and emotional distress on his face right now. Yeah. <laughs> he can't fucking stand it what's yeah. happening to him. Um so yeah, he's pretty wounded and he's uh down for now, it seems. Um meanwhile we cut back to up to the sky where uh Hawks is like Holy shit, what are these kids doing here? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, he looks up to uh, to Tokoyami, starting to think about... Um, oh, actually, Tokoyami yells down to him. He's like, I was sent to this location as additional support in the event of stalemates between the top powers. Isn't that right? Uh, and he looks down, and Hawks looks up, and he uh, says, like, Help me out again, hero. And um, Tokoyama's like, yeah. <laughs> of course. Hell yeah. Um, right now, he's, he's one falls looking right at me. So uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I better help. <laughs> uh, might as well. Uh, all, for, all for one does his gross arm thing. All of his powers are disgusting. You can't just have like a regular looking power. Um, he releases these tendrils with mouths on them, like flying out of his arms, all gross and stuff. Uh, Tokoyami dodges them in midair. Uh, Hawks. Oh, actually, Hawks uh, 
uses his feathers to fly uh, Jiro through, like, the gaps. It was pretty cool. Uh, and he takes the opportunity to just, like, slash uh, all for one in his mask, his life support mask. Uh, and he yells to them to aim for the mask as well. Um, Jiro is just, like, shooken up a little bit because she almost died. So <laughs> she's like, whoa. Very- uh-huh. Yeah, she's like, whoa, I couldn't even see that coming. Midoriya, Aoyama, you're telling me this was the threat that was looming over you this whole time? Um yeah yeah pretty much yeah Yeah, you got it and then he does all for one does this weird mouth cannon mouth arm cannon thing it has a nose like being of gross excellence (laughs) yeah what was it i said a beam of gross excellence (laughs) yeah it's it's not great shoots it and he's like in a t-pose like yeah (laughs) yeah Witness my magnificent attack. My awesome face hand beam. Um, He blasts them, but, you know, uh, Hawks uses his feathers to, I think, like, divert the blast so it doesn't, like, they don't take it head on. Um, And, uh, you know, he does what he always does. He talks shit. He's like, you children just happen to be paired off with these big shots, yet some you imagine yourselves special somehow, worthy of facing the demon lord himself? Yes. <laughs> um, He's think he talks shit to get into yeah, that's like his character. That is part of his ability. Yeah. Real ability. He's yeah. the guy who talks mad shit in a in like a like a online video game. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. when when you're when you're trying your heart out to fucking beat his ass, he just he's in your head. Yeah, is this uh flashbacks from your Valorant streaming days where he's just where the people talking shit? That's that's me actually. I'm that guy. <gasps> you're all for one. Explain so much. Okay. Like I'm, I'm the I'm the online shit talker. I'm sorry. I'm all for one. <laughs> oh my god. Um. But yeah, uh, Jiro just responds to all that. He's like, screw all that. It doesn't matter. My problem is that you're the one who made my pals cry. And she does her heartbeat sound. Um, And uh, All for One seems to be like flying through that. Um, He's he's like making his way up. Hmm? She only has one ear. Oh, she does only have one ear. Wow, I didn't even catch that. Damn, that's brutal. That's like one of her main weapons taken out is her earlobe. I yep. didn't see that. Sheesh. So, yeah, he's coming closer, but then he's about to do something. Another gross pro- power, probably. But then he gets held back by the quirks that he's stolen in the past. Uh, they're very wills that live within the all-for-one verse, I imagine. And uh, they start holding him back. Um, And he's like, wow, impossible. Even New Order didn't manage this. They were spurred on by this, by the weakness of such pushovers. Um, and uh, we then uh, get, uh, he's stuck in, in the middle of Jiro's blast and Hawk pulls up behind him uh, and he sees the little cracks that he's been making in All for One's armor or uh, life support mask this whole time. He comes in and he smacks the shit out of it, uh, blasting off the mask a little bit. You get to see his little lima bean face. Uh, cracking cracking through a little bit Uh, and that's where the chapter ends big two page spread where where Hawks 
baseball bat swings as hard as he can uh his face and um yeah that was my academia uh josh what did you think about this chapter Man, this shit was pretty lit because he hit his head so hard with that sword, it fucking shattered. Yeah. He, but he put his all into that one, I, and he drew that very well. Mm. Um, Man, you want to talk about bullshit? That's <laughs> what am I about to say? I don't know. <laughs> I, never know what I never know what you're about to say. Contrivance? Oh, this is your contrivance? What? Oh, no. All right. If you go to page 12 of 15, you will spot the panel of contrivance. Oh, the uh, wills of the other quirks stopping him? (laughs) (laughs) He says, impossible. Even New Order didn't manage this. Order. Mm -hmm. Come on. I mean, I'll save it for my thoughts. You, You continue onward. This Jiro was so loud, the sound waves went through his body and woke up the quirks. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know what to say. I'm running his fucking mouth. You know what? I'll hold the suspension of disbelief. (laughs) It's cool. It happened, and the kids got the show out. Tokoyami ain't do anything but fly around, but, um, you know... The manga's not over, right? So, more opportunities. I want to see Black Shadow get out there and go fucking nuts. Mm. I want to see daytime it. though. Yeah, he's weaker during this time. All right. Well, you know, later in the day. You know, <laughs> later at night. When yeah. the when the when the moon well, comes out. A little bit later in the arc. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe like at dusk, you know, like around eight o'clock or something. Eight o'clock, eight thirty. Yeah, eight forty-five. Yeah, that's about right. Not right now. Not right but, now. Yeah. Anyway, um, nah, it, it was a cool chapter altogether. I mean, all for one is like this comically, <laughs> this comic mischievous villain, and I have mixed feelings about it. But um, it's not. It's enjoyable, you know. I, I get it. Like I recognize that that's part of his game, and he does talk some pretty good shit. I like it. Um, he got his face cracked open, and you know, once Endeavor gets over his uh anguish, um, you know, he's gonna barbecue his lima bean ass, lima bean face, lima bean face, lima bean face. All right, that's all I got. Um, I like the chapter. It wasn't my RGC though. Hmm. Well, what did you think, Brian? Is this your RGC? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I really like this fucking chapter just because, you know, the art is top tier. You know, uh, he's kind of sowing in the seeds for the story of the fight. Um, I think this whole fight boils down to when... Oh, when Endeavor finds out that Dobby got defeated. Once he finds out that Dobby got defeated, I feel like that'll be the turning point in this fight. Um, just because a lot of this fight against uh, All for One hinges on Endeavor being 100%. And he didn't come into this fight 100%. So 
I really like that Jiro is getting some really cool moments. You know, still. It's still going. I really fucking like that. Give me more, more, more cast members doing their thing. Um, I'm really interested to learn more about how his quirk works. Because I didn't know that it was like a whole thing. Like, I didn't know that it was a whole, like, their spirits are actually embodied in the quirks. Um, I think... Now that I think about it, it makes a little bit of sense just because of how um just because of how one for all works. Because one for all has the spirits of the of the quirk users inside too. And also, does this mean whenever one for all like uh remember whenever all for one like transfers a quirk over to somebody that he's literally putting another spirit inside of their body? Like this just raises a lot of questions. This this chapter when it comes to how that quirk works specifically, mm-hmm. but I'm really looking forward to see what comes up in these next coming chapters. Yeah. Um, I guess like to correct you real fast, Brian. Endeavor does know that Dobby has been defeated. He, oh, he does. Yeah, he heard that. He heard the broadcast pretty much all around, and that's one of the things that like. Uh, all for one was like teasing about it. It was like, oh, you had to let Toya do it. Uh, you had to let Shoto do it. You couldn't do it yourself. You know, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think Endeavor knows for sure. Um, as far as the uh, visages go, I, I I don't know if it's uh, super e- expressed that like the other quirks have like kind of a, a soul to them or like a mind of their own. I think it does. Just because, like, I think of how the quirk singularity works. I think, like, as quirks evolved, they became more um, very entwined in people's, like, souls in general. So I I could buy it. Because, you know, you see the visages of the other uh, one-for-all people. They exist, I think, in the same way. And um, I I wouldn't be surprised if if the rules applied for most other people. It's just maybe harder for other people to manifest in the same way that the one for all visages, visages do. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my thought on that. I guess, um, my overthoughts, overall thoughts in the chapter is, um, man, this was, a this is, I really like this chapter a lot too. Um, I'm trying to, I, I, I don't think it's my RGC quite yet. <laughs> uh, it, it was super close. I, the more that I think about it, it, it just wasn't, but it was like neck and neck with the next guy. Uh, but uh, I will say this was a pretty good chapter overall. I I do like that uh, Jiro and Tokoyami are more involved in this battle. Um, I feel like uh, All for One's fighting style is very much just like, check out my cool tendrils. I do weird things with my hands and my body. And... Um, it's not a lot of diversity in his attacks, but he is a menacing kind of villain in general. I love that Hawks is he's he's like very nerfed at this point, but he's still doing his thing and you know keeping the kids alive so they can do you know the the harder work. Um, again, I I really like that Jiro is getting a little bit more spotlight. You know, she's one of the characters that we've seen in the past get um, special like you know. Uh, arc specific treatment where her character has been developed. Um, I like that 
I agree that it's maybe a little contrivance that um all of a sudden the uh other visages of uh, everybody's quirks can intervene in uh all for one's attacks, but I let it slide. <laughs> you know, I like it didn't bother me all that much, but I, I did clock that. I did I was like, all right, you get by with this one, I guess. Um that last two page spread was sick. It was pretty cool. Um pretty cool <laughs> chapter overall. Um, I don't have, uh, much else to say about my hero academia. Any, um, final rebuttals, any, anything else before we move onward? Um, I'll, all right. I'll say, I'll say something about the visit. Uh, yeah, the vestiges. It's not, I understand that, that the quirks have souls. It wasn't, I, be, I, it's not that I didn't believe this is something that could happen. It was that why now? Why didn't they stand up like when they was fight when he was fighting against All Might? You know what I'm saying? It would have been nice to save his ass. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it's not the fact that they there are visages that can intervene. It's that it feels like there wasn't like precedent set up for it outside he, of the. And, no, I'm just like you're right, and he even says not even new or order could do that. To, did it to this level yeah come on man it's, it's, it's like he added that in it's like i was that supposed to like oh maybe there's something special about jiro's quirk that we don't know about like maybe maybe it's more than just a sound quirk maybe it's something special there's something more to it yeah i would uh i would say that it's maybe i i would buy i would buy a lot of things you know like um it's not absurd to me that like Maybe Jiro's ability, like weakened all for one. Maybe it's like a all for one has to be kind of like on top of these guys so they don't take him over constantly. The thing is that you know it's a lot of like guessing to kind of like uh, establish this, and um, it just reads a little convenient. It's not a huge deal to me, but it, that's just how it read initially as well for me. Because I don't have a problem with the visages coming in and stopping him at all. It just feels like it, it's a little convenient that at this particular moment, out of every particular moment in the series, that uh, that it happened. But you know, it could be Jiro's quirk. It could be whatever. It's just little okay. Things. So um, I went to Google to look up a word, and it's called uh, it's a noun called contrivance. Right. Um, the first definition, the first um, thing it says is the use of skills to bring something about or create something. Right. The second one is a device, especially in literary or artistic composition. Which gives a sense of artificiality. Mm. And then their, their sentence to go with that is. The often tiresome contrivances of historical fiction. I can't make this up, guys. It's literally there on the website. There you go. <laughs> we now know what contrivance means. Yeah, no, it's a... It, it... <laughs> oh, no, I feel like they're alluding to Jiro's quirk being not what it seems. I think what like, they I said, like there's yeah. something a little there's something a little extra to it. Yeah, I think all for one is definitely alluding that Jiro's quirks that Jiro's quirk specifically is the one that kind of like caused these visages to gain some kind of foothold over all for one. So 
what I think is like I think if she's like I think her sound has like if there's love or something like I feel like if people can hear it there's some influence that it can have over people mm-hmm. like Honestly. an inspirational influence or some sort like um, kind of like Brooke like how yeah kind of his- like that an or kind it. of like um you know the the microphone guy uh like the guy shit, present mic present mic no no the other guy there's the guy who like can kind of invigorate people in in the what's it called damn they're oh. the kind of similar oh, to that yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah i know what you uh, mean yeah he like hypes you up um yeah i know what you mean i i remember him i just don't remember his name trumpet and yeah, what was his name? Right, right. It was one of the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. During the my villain arc. Wow, good call, good pull, Brian. Yeah, it has to be something like that, like a, a sound related quirk that can affect people. Yeah, you know what? It's just now that happened. Brian caught something on the hook. He caught the idea fish, and then Chris and I came in with the assist and was like, "To bring that shit up." <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hey, <laughs> I mean, again. I even that's if that's true at this point it's what's my favorite word conjecture and that's the kind of point that I'm trying to make here <laughs> is um but you know what I'll take it you know I I don't have a problem with that if if that were the case I I'm fine with it I have no problems it's just all of a sudden like my initial reaction seeing that panel where he was like huh my quirks are backfiring against me without new order hmm he smiled like he, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe that they're turning my old power against me, but it will not be enough. And he was just kind of walking through it. He was moving towards her at, at a reasonable pace from what I've seen as far as, a, you know, a still picture could portray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are all my thoughts. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm all set. Uh, Brian, do you have any more thoughts? Nope. All right. Then uh, let's move onward. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck chapter 113, Forget. Uh, last we left off, uh, Nico has betrayed the Union and uh, has, has just carved up uh, Andy into a little uh, into little chicken nugget sized pizzas with his weird laser thing. Soy um, mm-hmm. cubes. Yeah. Tofu cubes. Yeah. <laughs> tofu cubes um so andy goes up to deal with him but you know all the lasers are still like blasting it over uh and cutting him up a little bit um nico talks about how he made a deal with ghost uh and uh he says that if i help ruin and uh, if i help ruin and hand over your soul in exchange i'll receive my wife's soul um and basically this battle has become whoever wins this fight uh, gets to reclaim their lost lover. Um, and Andy tries to convince him. He's like, hey, even if you do get your wife's soul, doesn't mean that she's coming back. And Ghost isn't even isn't uh, bound to honor the deal. And uh, Nico's like, he will honor it. Those guys are faithful to the rules. They're, the, they're more trustworthy than people will ever be. And I'm like, that kind of tracks, I guess, because Ghost is a literal rule. And to for rules to not follow rules feels a little weird so i guess that's a good reason to trust him um yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, one of them negate a rule negator, so yeah. I don't know about that. He's the king of negators, actually. He negates everything. No, well, Ruin is, yeah. He could be lying, but Ghost. He made, a deal, he made a deal with Ghost. Who is uh, a rule? He's a rule. He is but a he's rule. a shasty a rule. No, we have no, we have no reason to believe that. Shasty rules that exist. You know, it used to be a shasty rule who? that that had to, huh? Who? You said who? Yeah. No, a, a shasty rule. Who? Who was the shasty rule? Say that, that was a shasty rule. Say that again. Segregation. You, you cut out. I say that again. Segre- Segregation. Yeah, that was a very shasty rule. It, it was a very shasty rule. Okay. Rules definitely be Shiesty. negative. Sure. No, no. It's not that it's negative. It's that like the idea of rules, I guess, breaking their word. Like in the concept of this, if go if you if you made a rule with the go with if you made a a deal with the, the rule of segregation, <laughs> would if the rule of segregation made a rule on itself, like a deal, which is a rule. Would it break that rule itself being a rule? Hmm. I guess not. I don't know. This is a lot. Hmm. You left me something to think about. Well, that's what we do in this podcast. (laughs) We uh, debate these absurd ideas by undead unluck (laughs) that you can make. You can make deals with the concepts of ghosts. With the very concept, the idea of ghost. So there you go. Undead unlock. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Andy just yells, "Is like you're just supposed to be part of our team," and uh, <laughs> fuck, man, Nico just goes out and fucks him up a little bit. He does like uh, Shen's technique, um, and uh, it turns out he seems to be having these like little physical embodiments coming out of these orbs that he has of uh, Gina and uh, the void, neg- unvoid. I think it was the the negator that the- two negators that they that Andy himself murdered. By the way, um, yeah, sure was. Yeah, two union members that uh, Andy uh, negated, and uh, they're astral dolls apparently that Nico created. Um, and they seem to retain the abilities that um, that their original bodies had as well. And they start fucking Andy up as well. Uh, it's not doing great. Um, and uh, he's like, do you remember? These are the two you killed. Uh, you, just now you simply recalled their memory. Do you remember the temperature and humidity that on the day you killed Void? How Void no. dropped to the ground the way his blood smelled? It's oh. like, sheesh. The number of scars he had, uh, I remember. And then we get this big fucking panel where he's like, I remember everything. Everything. Constantly and always. He says the the pain that of the comrades that he's lost, the sadness, all the information, he remembers it all. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. He's oh, like, that's why his eyes look like that. Hmm? He can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and Devin thought he had it rough. Ooh. Oh, 
guys hear this story. Oh, man. So he goes like, why are you doing this? Why are you making yourself suffer? Your lab members are dead and you let Ruin inf- infiltrate the joint. The bodies are going to keep piling up. Why are you doing this? And he's like, this would have happened sooner or later. And he talks about how his ability manifested right before his wife's death. And from that point on, he has not been able to forget anything, no matter what they are. Um, and he said, do you know what that means? It means my mind is being crushed by a never-ending stack of information. Uh, the only memory that he has of her before the manifestation that remains intact is the face of his wife on her deathbed. And it's the only thing he can like remember of his wife is her de- her dead face uh and he said and that's what kind of like drove him insane and it turns out we finally get uh the revelation that nico's te- uh, uh negation is unforgettable which kind of shows why how he was able to use shen's ability because he just remembered it yeah he just and remembered he it. form mm-hmm. apparently yeah all he had to do was kind of remember the punches how he did it if he sees it, he can remember it in theater, in theory. So, so yeah, we get that. Wow, that it, this makes a lot of sense. It would also lead to him being able to be a great scientist or a great, really great anything, I guess, right? Yeah, because he retains all the information he ever absorbs. So, that's where the chapter ends. He gets a two-page spread. We see uh, Shikara and Huis as astral dolls as well. So... He has both of their negations on his side as well, it seems. Yo. <laughs> and that's unmovable and unjustice. So, uh, yikes. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Guys, he's the strongest person so far. <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. I mean, what? So, jo- Josh, what are your thoughts? Everywhere with him? Huh? Maybe the orbs can't follow him everywhere. Maybe they can only stay with him in the lab, or he can only bring a handful of them, and it's not as potent when they, he's outside. They seem to go with him wherever he goes. Like whenever he he has them with him. If he goes somewhere, he's like floating on one always. But I think he just has the beam ones. These are special ones. Who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm trying I'm tr- I'm trying to throw him, give him, you know throw him a bone here. Um, well, they keep right. him in the lab for other things, but um, yeah, Josh, what are your thoughts on on it? Um, oh, this is your this is also my RGC, so I'll do it for both of us. Certified RGC, certified RGC, certified RGC. Okay, so I thought it was so. I I thought the delivery of his quirk was so well executed the way they ended the chapter on it and like with the end of his story i've said this many times that this author is so incredibly talented at like making certain characters really endearing in a short amount of time and it's because they're all linked to tragedy but somehow through i think like more than eight characters at this point that he's done this same kind of tragedy trope with and in each case it's been really unique and 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 touching He's literally saying that, yo, the only thing I remember my wife is her dying because I can't really remember the things I want to remember anyway. But when I when I developed my 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 negation ability, you know, I was able to remember that the most effectively. So he's I mean, that was his whole drive for joining Union. Probably he was like, bet, let's do whatever we got to do to slay God and recreate the world. And I'm gonna get my wife back. Yes. 
you know? And then Ghost pulled up and was like, look, fuck all that noise. Y'all losing. Um, you can have your wife if you do this, this, and that for me. And he said, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no problem. I, 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 I'm, just, I, I, I'm not mad at him. He straight up told me. He's like, Andy, you trying to do the same exact thing with Foucault, my nigga. Mm-hmm. I just actually seen her soul. <laughs> you might you might make it to the arc. <laughs> you still gotta deal with those two assholes. You you struggling against me? Come on. I mean yeah. it makes sense. If he wins, if he beats I mean, you know, if he can if he can stop Andy, then Andy wasn't gonna make it past those two anyway, so he made the right deal. Mm. This guy through and through is not he he is not evil in any sense. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. You know, did he wild out on his peoples? Yeah, but he saved his daughter. Saved his daughter. Well, he didn't execute his daughter. He let her live. Yeah, he spared his daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, were those all your thoughts or do you have any more? Nah, I mean, that's it. Like, um, I'm I'm really impressed with his... with his ability and how the orbs work out. I mean, I was saying before I had theories about how effective they may or may not be depending on the situation. But, um, I mean, if this, if this is him all day, 24 seven, he should have been pulling up to a lot more situations. <laughs> so help. Remember when, uh, Shen fought against, uh, the karate man. Yeah. What was his, what was his thing? Uh, damn. Um, he was just really Feng? strong. Feng is his name. Feng. Yeah, he was just very strong. Man, gangster. <laughs> that, was his, that was his ability. Um, yeah, that it would be real nice to have his support. Yeah. I don't know what he was working on. Maybe he told Juiz to fuck off. He has his own thing to do. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. But he's a real one. Much He, he delivered. He yeah, often he delivered on and that's why I got the RGC. All right. I can vibe with that. Um, I'll get into my thoughts, I suppose. Yeah, this was also my RGC. Um, I'll do it for myself. Uh, certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah, Nico was one of those characters that I've been waiting to find out his backstory for a long time because he's always been like, the interesting crazy guy that's on top of the orbs and just floated around crazy mad scientist guy. Uh, never did I think that he was going to be this dark and sad. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty depressing. And uh, I love that the reveal of his negation, um, unforgettable. It's pretty cool. Uh, I agree. It's, he's just a tragic kind of character overall. I don't think he's doing this to say, fuck the union or whatever. He's just in a, a tough place right now. Uh, yeah. You know, the world's about to end. Basically, Union lost for the most part. Um, so, it, yeah, it's not it's not looking good. So I, I don't super blame him uh, for jumping ship. Um, but I just noticed this, too. Like, his head is hooked up to the astral dolls. So I think if you look at the two-page spread where he summons Gina and Void, um, you see the little, like, strings pointing to them uh to them to the orb orbs so i think as long as he stays connected to them in that way because his memories are feeding these astral dolls then maybe that's the secret 
Wow, that was really, um, that was sharp. I did not notice that, man. Yeah. It's actually kind of hard to catch if you don't look at it in the two-page spread. Although, I guess you could still see it. But it almost looks like it's a part of, like, the robot's design. Like, it has, like, a line. Yeah. But it's, like, linked to his, like, forehead things. He's got these jacks in his head. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, I, I really like this. Um, I think I thought that was really cool. This is just like an interesting twist for Undead and Luck and for a series that's had so many twists and turns at the end of each arc in, um, sometimes a very whiplash way. Uh, this is probably my favorite, um, just cause it's, uh, it's just so sad and tragic and it feels like kind of a natural thing to be happening right now. Um, I'm enjoying Nico's ability. I'm glad he's living up to the hype that I had for him when, uh, when I've been reading for as long as I've been reading undead unluck. Um, and I wonder what's going to happen. I think like Andy's going to have to just kill him and then try to recruit him again in the next cycle. Um, but I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't, I don't have much other thoughts. This is uh, my favorite chapter. It's been a while since Undead Unluck One for uh, RGC in my eyes, but um, I'm glad that it did. Uh, you guys ready to move onward? Yeah. All right. We got one more thing. Um, two more questions. We got two questions from Sketchy Mike uh, this week. The first one's pretty simple, I think. Um, he uh, Sketchy Mike asks, let me pull it up real fast. I have it right here. Uh, who is the flyest manga character in the last 30 years? Uh, arbitrary amount of time, I imagine, but because uh, uh, 30 years is as long as I've been alive, just about. So, Just about. Not even, really. Close. 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 A little bit less for me. Close. Um, but yeah, uh, so the last 30 years, I guess in general, as far as we've been reading manga, who are the, the I guess... Best dressed characters, the the best looking characters, I guess, uh, to to grace the pages. Uh, Josh, do, what are your answers for this one? Okay, um, I thought it was just one. Oh, it could be one. It could be one. It could be multiple. Right, so, okay. so, um, a few of them came to mind, but the one that stood out the most to me that is just iconic was Kizaru. Mm. Did you like the pinstripe? Yes. <laughs> Soup pulling up to whoop your ass, son. <laughs> I, you know, even if you look at the other admirals, they're just kind of playing battle. Like they have like their, you know, like their sailor uniform, the admiral kind of uniform. He's got, he's casual with it. Mm. And smooth. I snow. He's style. He's like, nah, I'm not dressing in no navy fucking apparel. I'm gonna put this shit on and I'm gonna pull up to the scene and it's over. I don't know if you've seen um Akainu without his jacket. But he has like no. this red suit. I see it. Yeah, he has a red, all red suit underneath. He has like this um, tattoo. He's pretty clean the... too. Yeah, he's pretty clean. But yeah, but come on the pen. That's extra swaggy. Come on, it is extra swaggy. Um, was that your guy? That's my guy, yo. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll go next. I don't know if Brian, do you have uh, your guy yet? Brian, around what did you say, Brian? You can go first. Uh, yeah, I also had a couple. Um, I was going to say Crocodile, actually. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, one <laughs> yeah, uh, so many people fight in just a nice Ferragamo suit. <laughs> just like, like Crocodile pulls up to Full Wars in just like the finest Gucci suit <laughs> that you can find. Um, 
But I guess like I I feel like I have to pick someone from JoJo because he's got like I feel like a Rocky. I've seen how he draws. He uses a lot of like reference work. That's why they pose so weird. He like grabs yeah. actual references from like these books, uh, these like statues, uh, like statue books and like fashion magazines and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't know, Jotaro, man. Jotaro, and he is just wearing a school uniform, but he fucking has a giant, unnecessary chain on the n- neckline of it or something. The collar. <laughs> he has like his hat that kind of fuses into his hair in the back i don't know how you do that that's swaggy as hell um what's that hat is it does it it doesn't have like the back no he it's a hat that just like i guess the back of it there's no back really yeah so it just you just see that yeah i think i like you know what's funny i saw uh i watched the beyonce documentary a long a while back and she had one of those hats that, like, the back, there's no back to it, so her hair was just coming out of it. It was like, oh, she's she a fan of JoJo. Uh, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is your boy. <laughs> that's my boy. That's Jotaro. <laughs> you gotta pick, a, you gotta pick somebody from jo- JoJo's Bizarre, Bizarre Adventure, man. You got to. See the boy. He knows what he's got. He's rocking it. Hmm. Oh, oh, guys, y'all gotta pull up to the YouTube. Yeah, Brian, Josh is showing examples. Jump City podcast on YouTube. Pull up, guys. Look at that shit. It's good, what right? Is it's an anchor. A no, gold anchor on his neck. Not an anchor. He just has a an arbitrary chain that hangs off of his collar for no reason. Yeah, go. Oh. It's not around his neck. It's just like on one side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told him like, hey, uh, I don't know. I guess it's lit. Yeah. Cool as hell on this Funko. Yeah, but that's my guy. Uh, Brian, who do you have? All right. I'm going to go with Dirty Deku. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Um, all right. So... I'm going to go with Young Joseph. Young Joseph Joestar. Whoa. The second... Uh, watch it. I won't watch it. Why I'm not? not? Why? I'm not going to watch Is this propaganda? Is that no, this no, 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 no. I was actually... I, I promise you, I was just thinking about it. Is, what What the fuck is going on here? What? Like, character design in, jo- in um, JoJo is pretty good, actually. It's pretty pretty decent. <laughs> Josh oh. is backing away from the. Uh, you guys got to watch New Jump City on YouTube because then you get Josh's physical comedy. <laughs> now let me. But, but I have one more. Okay. And this one's gonna be a little bit of a throwback. Not a lot of people bring this one up anymore. I'm gonna go with Suna Yoshi. Yo. Oh, Jerry with the suit coming in, fucking. Doing his thing. Sunio, the main character from Hitman Reborn. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, I can't believe you don't remember his name. Oh, how could I have forgotten? Oh, that Swag Boy City. <laughs> yeah, he like the drip on that show is pretty fucking fire. It is pretty nah. fire. Even Lambo. I sh- Wait, what was the name of the fucking... Adult Lambo? Lambo. Yeah. Adult Lambo nope. was swagged out. <laughs> 
That guy had some fucking drip. When he smoked the dude at the uh, in, in his last fight, it Damn. turned into an adult. And said, just... "What you thought I was frail?" <laughs> oh my god, you just made me want to read Hitman Reborn again. Those are the... what a great oh, series. I don't know if I read it through all the way. It's a shame Viz stopped like putting out volumes for Hitman Reborn a long time ago. Like they didn't finish the series ever. They just kind of stopped in the middle. Volumes? Yeah, they they got to like. 20 something or oh, they got to some like 16 or something and then they stopped putting them out which is sad uh i wish they would finish it um but man what a great series that was that was my childhood i'm almost afraid to go back to it because i don't want it to find i don't want to find out that it's whack you know what i mean like i don't want to you ever had that with nostalgic the shit? art on hitman reborn is really really fucking good oh yeah I, akira yeah Asano. i bet it's still I, my favorite the future arc was it was really good it took a long time, but it was, it was, I thought it was good. Oh, man. You got me going. I got to go find it. <laughs> oh, hmm? like, I'm sorry about like the, like the, the, the mother being the same person born again into the daughter. And then like the grandmother was the same person too. And this dude like fell in love with all three, like the fucking grandma, the wow. mom and the daughter. Like that was, it was so weird. It was so weird. I'll tell you what, I don't remember that, bro. <laughs> oh man, that was yeah. But yeah, I was... need to rewatch the series. Yeah, or reread. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go. That's uh. That's our first question. Uh. Of our favorite fly characters. Um. The second question: What event, story beat, development from any series had the mo- had you most hyped from a story in the moment since you started reading manga? Uh. So basically, what's our favorite moment? Uh, what moments stick out to us, I imagine. Um, I go first. Yeah, go for yeah. it, Brian. All right. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's not there's not a lot of moments that got me fucking hype as fuck than Takamura versus Brian Hawk. That shit was fucking legendary. That was a legendary fucking manga fight. You know what's funny about that, Brian? I'm actually... What? I'm in my, I'm in the middle of a rewatch of Hajime no Ippo. Guess where I am? The Takamura Brian Hawk fight. Uh, man, there's a moment where uh, Takamura has been knocked out, but he's like fighting on instinct and he's just like going ham, and he actually like knocks Brian Hawk down, but then he like comes to and he's like, wait, no, you better get the fuck up. I like I'm not the champion. I need to remember beating yeah, that. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be the champion unless I remember what punch I knocked you out with. Uh, Hajime no Oipo is responsible for a lot of very hype moments in my youth. I, w- I will give you that, Brian. That's a good call. Is that how the series is going to end? Is it going to be Ipo versus him? No. 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 no, no way. He's too many no. weight classes above him. He still hasn't fought against uh, Ricardo yet, right? As far as I yeah. know, no. I, I'm... Sendo, Sendo, Sendo recently fought. Uh, Don't say anything, okay. Brian. Shut up. <laughs> Stop, 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 stop. God, uh, shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> I need to read that shit again. I'm so behind, dude. It's crazy. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, that's a good moment. Uh, I guess we could do one. It sucks because, like, I wish this is one. We may come back to this. I want to do this as a list because there are so many fucking moments. Like, I think that's what's great about Shonen Manga is that, like, the best part about it is, like, moments. You know, like, these, like, hype of moment they really know how to build drama and 
and suspense in manga more than any other medium I've seen. Where so. you remember where you were when you first saw yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like, I remember I remember where I was the first time I watched Rock Lee versus Gara. Oh. I remember that shit. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that was crazy. Um, that was crazy. Josh, what's yours? Do you have yours yet? I do, but I want to talk about a few of them before I get my main one. Hey, go All for right? it. I'm going to say the first one I want to drop is the classic one. Um, the one that got me into manga in the first place that I've, I'm sure I've said on the podcast before, so I'll be a little brief about it. Um, I remember being into the Naruto anime and, you know, the tuning exams, the Sasuke retrieval arc and all that. I didn't, I, you know, and some of the stuff with Tsunade, all of that was so cool. And I couldn't wait, you know, to see what more was happening. And I was currently in the middle of what I didn't know at the time to be filler, you know? It just, I remember it not being as cool. And, like, they wasn't showing new episodes at the time. Like, it had ended up, like, resetting when I was watching it. Because, you know, I was, it wasn't on demand. I was just catching on TV. Then they had restarted it from, like, an earlier arc. And I was just like, ah, oh, damn, you know, whatever. So, one day, I'm in class. I remember I, I went to, it was when I was in high school. I think it was my junior year. And we had a substitute for math class. And, um... One of the students was on the was like on one of the computers and they was like reading a comic and it was like Naruto. And the chapter it happened to be was when Naruto pulls up to the village. Yeah. All the fucking toads with this whole village destroyed. And then and then that chapter was the fight. With him fighting against um pain. And literally this is the first time I've ever all right. I've seen manga before. Chris has shown me the Dragon Ball um uh, um Tankaban he had. He's also brought like the big Shonen Jump book before. And he's even showed me the One Piece on the computer. I remember laughing about the soap soap fruit lady um <laughs> before we even you know what I'm saying? Like before I was even reading like manga. Yeah, that was a mistake but, on my part. <laughs> you know, I asked the dude, like, yo, can I read it? And he's like, Yeah, go ahead. I sat down and read that shit and was like, what? Oh, like I, that was when, like, yeah, Naruto was fighting against pain, and he was like, he was using a recenture. I'm like, what the fuck is all of this? It. So after I read that chapter, I went back what another like the previous chapter, so I could see what happened real quick, and then I went back, and then I had to finish, and now when I went back a chapter again, I was like reading it in fucking reverse, and that was it, man. I was like, I need to like go back. And I was like, all right, let me go to the tuning exams. And then I just had to start all over. So that was an incredible moment for me. Um, there's also a, a more of a, like, I guess, like a life one. That's not, it has less to do with manga itself and more with how it affected me in life, uh, which actually has to do with Hajime no Ippo as well. I can't say I remember for sure which arc it was or what lead up to which fight it was. But I do remember seeing um, it was the cover art for one of the chapters. I guess they got like a color page and it had like pink, like pink, uh, like, uh, you know, leaves, I guess. What do you call it? The, the cherry blossom leaves falling. Mm-hmm. And he had his fist up like this, like looking up and the, and the word saying um, something about working, working at it or taking things one step at a time. And at the time, I remember, like, you know, I was really 
like I never really worked out a lot growing up until like I got into like until I was in college and I was really trying to get on my lacrosse team and shit. So that really helped me like like watching Epo train for like his fights kind of inspired me mm-hmm. to work hard and and I had to and I realized that I didn't have to like shame myself for like not being able to do as many push-ups as other people or like you know like not working out for you know or just starting out when I was it just you know encouraged me to like you know take it a step at a time and be confident and I live by that now today you know so I'll never forget that man and I I wish I could say what moment but it was that like that picture kind of really had it click for me and so it had to be during that arc I want to say it was the lead up to the fight against the dude he knocked out in one fucking punch which was also an incredible moment (laughs) if i say so myself but um yeah so that was that um and i guess for like my the old like my number one overall that's a moment that got me hooked in I'm sorry, I gotta stall because there's, there's a few, and I'm really trying to decide on like what my number one is. Um, Josh, just to like cut you off because I do remember something. You know how you were talking about how it says like the first step. Yeah, Ipo's name literally means one step in Japanese, and uh, Hajime no Ipo translates out to the first step. Wow. Hajime means first. I I never knew that, man. Yeah. That's really incredible. Yeah, I remember learning that a while back. I just wanted to verify it for myself. But like, yeah, that, that's that's the whole thing. But um, yeah, I'll I'll let you get back uh, into it. Okay, all right. I think the most influential. All right, the most hype I ever got while reading the manga. Probably, I hate to say it, but I gotta say it. It comes from Bleach. <laughs> that's okay there's no shame in that yeah um it was during the espada arc and um it was when yeah like the the three uh captains it was yami um kenpachi and uh the guy that could spread his sword into a whole bunch of Byakuya. like <laughs> Byakuya. yeah Byakuya. Yeah, man. As far as like pure excitement and hype and like 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 something that stands out to me, like f- just for the sake of manga and like act like literally being animated as I'm wa- like as I'm reading something, it had to be that as they started cleaning up this ass pull of a character Zero Yami, like <laughs> as if as TK Kuo knew, like yeah yeah, we'll him. yeah I know. I don't like this, but it's cool because y'all gonna watch these captains bust him up something real simple and proper. And you know, it was it was such a it was such a trope because it it was one of those things where like, yeah, look how easy mode they they like like they did this nigga Yami. If they was on the other side while shit was going, like we you know, you could always make that argument like, oh if Kampachi and, and, and them went over there, like that fight would have been over. You know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't like they would have definitely like uh you know the the good guys, the Soul Society would have won way swifter. But you'll never know because they didn't make it there. And I remember talking about that for forever, literally, like with you or other people that was bleach fans and shit. So that's gotta be the moment for me. Yeah, our old podcast was during that time. <laughs> 
We definitely had a podcast. We didn't. Have, we definitely had the p- comic spot going when we were we were covering Ble- Bleach at the time. Bleach was still around. Oh um, yeah, but that was when we were in college, and we only had one microphone. We all shared one microphone. Uh, but yeah, it was okay. So uh, no more moments outside of that. Yeah. All right. One more honorable mention. One Not more the honorable. number, but another one I'll stand out. Um. For Maya Hero Academia, when Midoriya fought against the Muscle Man and, and like went to one million percent, but you know that that moment had to I had to curtail that moment because even though I was so hyped, I was I had I was wrong about what happened. See, I thought that 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 moment was kind of implying that the that the one for all um quirk had like basically limitless power that there was no like lim- you know what I'm saying there was no cap to it. There was no just 100%. By him going to a million, that's, you know, it's, it's still arbitrary. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just completely be put, like, it just, to me, that was really exciting. You know what I'm saying? Because it, like, it, it like, I don't know. It made me think about, like, this, what heights the series could go to if, like, there's a power like that that's going to be around, you know, if he's doing that this early. Oh, like, how intense things would get. Like, maybe on, like, a planetary scale or something. But it ends up it ends it's really it wasn't it was more of a metaphorical uh one million percent. Yeah. More like the effort he was putting into it. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. So okay. honorable mention it was super lit. Yeah. Um I'd like to save some of my like I have a bunch of them. I mean, obviously we've been reading manga forever, so like to have these moments on us for uh, for a while, uh it's a lot, but I think like the first one that came to mind and it, you know, I was thinking of ones that happened recently in my memory. Um, so, uh, it also, it came from my hero academia actually. And, um, funny enough from the overhaul arc, I, I think I've probably mentioned this a couple of times, but it is like that, um, Kirishima and fat gum versus Rappa. Um, <laughs> when it was the end of the chapter where Kirishima went like his like super duper ultra double hard mode, and uh he was like just taking all the hits uh and he was delivering a blow back but then uh the shield guy stopped it and kirishima was falling back but then he fell directly into the arms of fat gum in his new form and um he was like he he, he said something cool like hey thanks for holding up little buddy and uh he had the, he was like ripped with his big dumb smile on uh and he was about to punch the flying fuck out of both of these guys uh that was such a cool moment that was like the first time in a long time that like I actually reading it was like whoa, that was like so cool. Oh wait, he pulled the Choji son. That yeah. was yeah, yeah. It was very reminiscent of that, but that was shit was wild. Um, oh yeah, I remember thinking that like uh, was one of my favorite moments of the series. It's something I can't when I get through my read through of World Trigger, I'll be doing my hero next. Uh, so I can't wait to get, relive that experience again, but. That was a moment where I was like, fuck, I think it was in class. I don't remember when overall arc was in my life, but I was probably like senior year of high school. I could be wrong about that. Maybe working. Out that early? No. No no way. Over- not out. That was not out in high school. No way. No way. No, not high school. College, I mean. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, what? A, yeah, that was a great moment. I was probably at work or something when I was like, whoa, quietly to myself. Uh yeah um that was a cool moment obviously like moments from any's lobby were so cool um i like them a lot 
my cat's crying. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but um, yeah. That being said, uh, yeah, that's that's my moment. Um, Andy Slobby, you know, when they were all standing on top of the fucking roof, looking up at Robin uh, before she told him that they, that she wanted to live. That was a sick moment where the CP9 was staring down at them. Uh, yeah. You know, um, Luffy punching the shit out of Blackbeard and, and impelled down for the first time. Um, yeah. Luffy appearing in Marineford, you know, when he had that big stupid log for no reason. It was just a dope two-page spread where he was just like standing before the three admirals. Uh, a lot of One Piece moments. Naruto, of course, you know, tuning exams. Josh mentioned, huh? Uh, if I if give another one, um, when Kuma showed up, yeah, it's. But I mean, it wasn't a hype moment, but it was a definitely like a, like a, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, Kuma, I, Kuma disappearing the Straw Hats is a moment that stays to me this to this day, honestly. Because I, I remember that feeling, like, what? <laughs> it's, what just happened? <laughs> and then the, the and then how cool it was when we seen all the locations they dropped in, and we was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that shit was crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be. I know there's other ones, man. We go on forever. Always. Though. But, you know, maybe we will one day. Maybe we'll come back to this because this is a great, this is a great question. Um. And it really is just kind of a celebration of everything that, like, we love about manga. It's just these, like, hype moments where we're like, oh, yeah. let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, it just, like, makes me want to run through a wall moments. You know, Haikyuu has a lot of those moments for me. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Haikyuu, Ice Shield, Bakuman actually had a lot for me, too. Ice Shield for sure. Bakuman. Oh, yeah. Bakuman. When he was waiting outside in the cold, and she was like, mm-hmm. "I'll take you as my assistant, or we'll work together on this project." Yeah, um, there's a there's a moment that's a little bit of a spoiler moment because I do want people to read Bakuman, but um, there, it's towards the end that made me that like I go back to sometimes. It's like, damn, that was great. Um, but yeah, I want to hear. Oh, uh, Levi versus the Beast Titan. Uh, really, the, the first time when like you know during the <laughs> when he. Sacrificing his yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, but when Levi came at him and yeah. like carved him up, it was such a moment of catharsis. Because the whole time, uh, Zeke was like, "What? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yo, that shit was so funny watching it in the anime." I, I go back to that moment sometimes. It's just so funny because he's like, "What the multiple?" F-? Like I, you ever see somebody? He's just. N- not believing he's getting fucked up right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he couldn't understand. Uh, but yeah, those are my moments, I guess. There's a, there's a, there's a oh, few. Getting of Attack on Titan when his mother gets fucking eaten and the dude runs away. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> oh, then when the Armored Titan pulls up and breaks the wall and makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> When they think they got the same thing, he was like, <laughs> "Look at uh, these guys!" <laughs> yeah, those are good Yo. times. I, although I actually don't know if, uh, but this is a general manga. But I guess I don't know if Attack on Titan counts as shonen. But uh, anyway, I guess those are all of ours. Uh, we we don't have to go any further. We, we could come back to yeah. it if need be. Uh, those are our answers. If you guys any have any questions that you want to ask us, uh, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Tweet us at newjumpcity on Twitter. 
if you want. Tweet us there. Comment under uh, the videos that you're watching below, and we'll answer them. We love answering questions. They're fun. Uh, but with that being said, um, that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at NY Chillin on Twitter. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow his streaming on uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, take part in the poll that we put up, uh, our really good chapter of the week poll. We should be putting up a monthly one soon for uh, for our monthly episode coming up at some point. Uh, so look out for that. For our monthly chapters, uh, you can subscribe to us. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Uh, give us a like. Give us a share. Uh, comment. All that stuff. Uh, you can, If you like audio podcasts, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're likely on there. Uh, give us a five-star review on any of those platforms also. That would be super nice of you. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening and stay safe, New Jump citizens. We'll see you next week. Peace out, guys. Deuces. Brian's got an Adidas hat on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>